so thrilled to have returning to the show pitcher for the Seattle Mariners, Kirby Sneed. Welcome back to the walk-off, buddy. Thanks so much for taking the time. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, last time we talked to you, your hair was substantially longer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely longer. Uh, It's been weird. It's it's been about a year now, short hair, so. Yeah. You like short hair life? Uh, I do miss it the long hair but uh short hair is way easier to keep up with isn't it oh yeah way easier uh before we get too into this too big congrats by the way man on joining the mariners organization that seattle bullpen it just seems to be the cure for almost any pitcher that hits it so seems like a good move for you man congrats that's awesome yeah i'm excited um you know i have uh i don't know if you remember obviously taylor saucedo's over there trent thornton yeah um and i have an old college friend that just got traded from the Braves to the Mariners. So I'm um, just excited to get over there and get going. Um, their pitching coach, actually, it's funny enough, his uh, his wife and I grew up together. We went from the same hometown, went to high school together. So it's uh, I'm just, you know, really excited to get over there and, and, you know, get under those guys' wing and just kind of learn from them. Well, I mean, obviously free agency is everybody's goal, once you hit the big leagues, but you kind of went about it in a a different way, right? Being released from the 40 man, you elected free agency mm-hmm. uh, and then wound up getting that, the minor league deal with the Mariners. Can you take us through that process? Like, was it stressful for you? Um, I wouldn't stressful in a sense, but I think just, it's like a, a new thing for me, you know, mm-hmm. like I haven't been on, I've been on a 40 man from, you know, July of 2021 until, you know, late October of this year, you know, so I kind of yeah. just was going through off seasons and seasons just, you know, going. So, um, you know, obviously when they called and said that I had been, um, I had cleared waivers and was a, was a minor league free agent, you know, it, uh, it was a weird day, but at the, at, at the end, I, you know, I, I figured that somebody would eventually call and, and offer me something and, um, you know, it took a little while just with, you know, my agent, obviously like agents around this time of year, are very busy and going through a lot of things. So, um, just kind of playing the waiting game, but, uh, yeah, you know, it was around like the second week of December and, um, my agent called and said the Mariners had offered me and, you know, it just kind of felt like a good place for me to land. I, you know, I've heard a lot of good things and, obviously have some old, old teammates that are over there. So I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, just hearing through the, through the grapevine, how well they work with pitchers, you know, just, it was a, it was a pretty easy process. So I wouldn't say that. I think when they, when they offered me the deal, I think within a week I had signed the, the deal with them. So um, yeah, just excited, man. Like really, obviously didn't want to be DFA'd by the A's. I had a lot of good friends and, you yeah. know, a lot of good people over in that organ. You know, I kind of had grown up in the big leagues with that team. You know, obviously I had a lot of good memories and stuff with the Jays as well. But, yeah. you know, my first full opportunity in the big leagues was with the A's. So, um, you know, it just kind of sucks. Those two years kind of flew by, you know. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm just excited for the new opportunity. Well, it's kind of interesting because last time we talked to you, uh, since that point, you have accumulated a lot of different experiences when it comes yeah. to the major leagues. You know, like even just I, I know last time we talked to you, you had kind of given the rundown of your uh, major league debut and what it was like to just get into the fold with the Blue Jays and starting to be a, a regular piece in that bullpen. And then March 16, 
of 2022 <laughs> rolls around. You're literally in spring training in Florida and you wind up getting traded for Matt Chapman along with yeah. uh, Kevin Smith and Zach Logue and Gunnar Hoagland. What was that like? Number one, what was it like just to be traded? Number two, what was it like to be a piece in a fairly major trade? And and thirdly, how did you even find out about this? Were you let know about it before Twitter let you know? <laughs> no. So um, obviously we had the lockout that year and then the lockout ended. And I want to say we were in our third or fourth day of, of actual spring training. Like it actually, mm -hmm. you know, pitchers and catchers had started. And the position player, I think the position players had just shown up that day, if I'm not mistaken. And um, funny enough, I was getting ready to throw a live BP with Trent Thornton. And, you know, obviously the, the TVs in the clubhouse that whole morning had been showing, you know, Chapman to the Blue Jays, Chapman to the Blue Jays. And so there's rumblings of, you know, who's going, who's leaving, like, who's, who's, who is it, who is it, you know, just, you never really think that you'll be traded. And uh, I'll never forget um, sitting in my locker, just kind of mentally preparing for the, for the live BP. And then Pete Walker walks in and says, Hey, you know, Ross Atkins wants to see you. So I walked in there and then they were like, yes, you know, we've, we've traded you to the Oakland athletics. We, you know, we appreciate everything you've done. And and obviously like, this is a big step in your career. So it was, uh, it was a little overwhelming, honestly, you know, that morning I woke up in Florida and by 4 PM that afternoon, you know, me, Logue and, and Kevin Smith were heading on a plane to Arizona. So it was just kind of, you know, it happened fast. It, it was almost fast, like so fast that I didn't really get to like, you know, didn't really set in until, yeah. you know, the next morning I'm putting on like yellow sleeves for it to go out, you know? So it, it was, it was, uh, it was a, it was a weird experience, but I, you know, I'm just thankful for obviously, you know, the opportunity that, the Blue Jays gave me to go to a young team and, and you know, get some experience under my belt. And you know, obviously the Oakland athletics saw something in me and, and Logue and Kevin Smith, you know, unfortunately none of us are over there anymore, but just to be a part of that, you know, that young group that's trying mm -hmm. to build, you know, create a team, you know, just being there for two years, you know, I'm, I'm super thankful for it. You know, I learned a lot about the game. I learned a lot about myself. So I can't be, you know, anything but thankful to those people that it you know, must got me have been position. such a mixed bag of emotions, right? Like mm -hmm. number one, it's like, oh bummer, all my buds, the organization I've known my entire pro baseball yeah. career is shipping me off. But also number two, like Oakland obviously wanted me. So like you were wanted and to have the opportunity uh, that Oakland allotted, right? I mean, there was just more of a chance for you to get some runway to actually be a big leaguer. Yeah. Uh, when you hit Oakland, did you know what to expect? Um, so my my good college teammate and uh, longtime A, uh, AJ Puck, was, had been over there and obviously okay. had played – he debuted in 2019 and, you know, me and him, yeah. I talked to AJ once or twice a week, you know, keep up. And you know, obviously we played a whole year together in 2022, but, um, you know, he kind of gave me the lay of the land and just what to expect. And, you know, he, he'd been through a lot with his injuries and just, you know, kind of battling his own demons and, you know, on the baseball field and stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, one thing I will say about Oakland man is the people over there, like, you know, they truly care, you know, they, they, the the you know the just the the clubhouse people you know like the the 
the person that I, you know, would drive every day to the field and I would go through the gate, the guy there, just, I mean, just like people would just love the, the athletics, man. They love it. And so, um, you know, that's what I'll miss the most about it. Just that, just the family vibe that, you know, the athletics have, you know, obviously the, you get, see a bunch of negative stuff in the media, you know, with the management and, you know, the owners and stuff and just, you know, the stadium, but at the end of the day, man, like that, that it was an opportunity to play in the big league. So I can't really be anything but thankful for that opportunity. You know, that's all I set out to do from, you know, the last time we talked, you know, I was grinding my yeah. way trying to get there with the Jays. So um, just, it's, it's, it's just a full circle moment, you know, just being able to, you know, be on my third team now. And, and, you know, just, I, I think the, the thing that I am trying to do is just sit back and enjoy it. You know, it just happens so fast, you know, the Blue Jays seems like, you know, two days ago I was in a Blue Jays uniform, then I was in athletics and now, you know, I'll be putting on a Mariners uniform this spring. So just trying to, you know, obviously I want to play, I want to play as long as I can and just, you know, be the best pitcher I can be. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm just thankful for the experiences that I've had within the last, you know, three years. So. Well, Kirby, you've probably seen the stat, but there are 23,000 people who have ever played major league yeah. baseball. I mean, you're in a pretty elite group, which is very cool. Um, I'm, I'm a little curious about the life side of it because you find out you're being traded from the blue Jays to the A's. You're literally in Florida at spring training. Did you have any time to get anything together or were you literally on a plane to Arizona? Not even the place you're playing in just to go to spring training like the next day. Like, was it that quick or did they give you some breathing room? Yeah. So it's, I mean, they pretty much the day we got traded, it was, it was around like 9am when I got told and. I mean, I, I, the the travel director for for the A's called me and said, "Hey, I can. I'm getting you guys a flight from 4 p.m. out of Tampa." <laughs> it was that. And so wow. yeah, it was that day. So and the funny, the funniest part of all of it was, I was staying with a family friend, and because we had the lockout, so I didn't really know. You know, it was just hard right. to tell with like getting housing for spring. So fortunately, I was, I was able to you know kind of bunk up with a family friend who, you know, she, she knew a little bit about baseball, but nothing, you know, like, I mean, when I, when I came home and I was just kind of like, Hey, I'm so sorry, but like, I have to pack up all my stuff and leave like right now. She's just like, what happened? Like, what is going on? So it just kind of freaks her out, you know? And, and, yeah. but it was funny, like, like people, people don't really realize, and you know, just telling the story. It's like, people are just like, wow, like that's really how it is. You know, like i that night I was sleeping in Arizona and that morning I had no idea, like, you know, I was just ready for another <laughs> morning. Place. You I was were ready, for getting ready to pitch a side session. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. <laughs> so yeah. When you look back, uh, obviously just from the, the five minutes we've talked already, you obviously have some warm feelings towards Oakland and just the organization and what they did for you there. Uh, curious, like what some of the big differences were between the way you were deployed in Oakland out of the pen and just in Toronto. Now I know it might not be a fair comparison because Toronto, you just weren't in the bullpen very long compared to mm -hmm. where you, where you were in Oakland, but were there some major differences in the way you were used? Um, nothing too crazy. You know, obviously, um, you know, the three batter rule, I think just in, I've said it before, but you know, the, the, the year that I had in 21 with the Blue Jays, man, like they really helped me just develop and kind of become the, you know, the pitcher that, you know, a lot of people see in me. And, um, 
I think the easiest way that I can explain the difference in those is just, I think that, uh, you know, Oakland, they have a lot of people that care and a lot of people that are there to, you know, obviously build a team that's going to win championships. You know, that's, that's the goal for every team, but I think uh, just the Blue Jays were way ahead on their resources and just a lot of uh, more, I would say a lot of more investment in the players, you know, whereas, uh, you know, I knew every little detail of what I was supposed to do. I knew, you know, every little thing, whereas the A's, it was kind of like, just go out there and get experience. And, you know, it, I mean, which is not a negative thing at all. It's just kind of like I had to take ownership of my own game, whereas the Blue Jays kind of just, you know, obviously it's result driven. So they're going to do everything they can to help you get to where you need to be. Whereas the A's, mm -hmm. it's kind of, it's kind of just, uh, you know, push to your strengths. So it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's well, drastically was, different. Like they were obviously in a, just a very different spot yeah. competitively yeah. than the blue Jays too. Like the A's, I mean, there's no way around it. You, you kind of joined them while they were in a rebuild, retool of course, kind yeah. of phase of, of the organization. Like, does that, does your mindset change as a player when you're, playing for a rebuilding team than when you're playing for a competitive team? Yeah. I mean, you, you never want to say that it does just because you always want to compete. And, of but course. Like, it's so hard not to think about it, you know, like when we would have a Wednesday day game, let's say against the Rangers and there's 200 people in the stands and then you go play, you go play at globe life and there's 35,000. So it's just different, man. It's, it's really, I, I would never, I would never say it's a negative experience, you know, because I obviously mm -hmm. like this is everything I wanted to do. But at the end of the day, it's just hard to be with a team that's rebuilding because, you know, deep down in everyone's mind, there's, you know, obviously like I was traded for Matt Chapman, you know, like there's some added pressure just to that, you know, like I'm, there's a guy that like he was the hero in everyone's eyes yeah. for, for the A's, you know, like everyone, was obviously upset when he left. So to be the one of the four that replaced him, you know, it's hard because you put a lot of pressure on yourself, you know, like there's, there was days that I would be, you know, out on the mound and, you know, with it, with the blue Jays, you know, I was just a young guy trying to prove myself. So I was just going out there and just trying to have fun and just pitch into what, you know, they, I was just taking the information they gave me and trying to apply it. Whereas the A's man, I was just it's like, there was a lot of days I was trying to do too much. You know, I was, I was creating problems in my head that, you know, like are just putting pressure on myself that really was unwarranted. So uh, I'm so thankful for it though, just cause you know, like that, those situations I've always wanted to be in, you know, like this year I was pitching in leverage situations against the Mariners who were trying to make the playoffs. You know, mm -hmm. I was pitching against the pitching against the uh, Rangers who were obviously the world series you know, just pitching lever situations, man. Like I, I really just enjoyed that time. And uh, obviously I'm not there anymore, but I'm just, you know, as I've said numerous times, I'm just thankful for the opportunity that they gave me. It's so interesting, Kirby, because you really were in Oakland during an incredibly tumultuous <laughs> time in the franchise, right? I mean, yeah. what was it like to be in a clubhouse while ownership is, I mean, to put it lightly, ownership's biggest goal was to get that franchise to Las Vegas and yeah. 
I can imagine as you go out and there's nobody in the fan in the crowd, and I, I'm not even blaming the fans. I can imagine if mm -hmm. I was an Oakland fan, I'd be devastated. And it really was the only way they could protest. And even when they did come out, it was basically to chant, sell the team to Fisher. <laughs> like, how did you guys as ball players deal with all of these outside obstacles that you literally had nothing to do with yeah and <laughs> that there was a few um you know just for being such a young team like we i mean for example this year we had jordan diaz at third who was 23 we had nick allen at short who's 22 we had our second baseman was you know jonah bride who was 24 25 and first baseman, you know, Noda, who's been with the Jays, like he was 27, 28. So it's just like nothing like you being 29 and being the old man, eh, Kirby? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just like you 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 go through a lot of those. There's so many learning curves for everyone there, you know, like it's it's tough, you know, it's 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 a lot. And that's I mean, that's some of the guys that stayed there, you know, some like some guys like Paul Blackburn has been there an A for life, you know, guys who've been an A for life. It's just hard to see all those good players leave. And then these new guys mm -hmm. come in. It's just like a, you know, everyone, everyone got along, you know, there's no turmoil in that aspect of teams, you know, the team not getting along, but there was just this big elephant in the room of like, you know, management is doing this and they're making all these moves. And it's just, it's so easy to get caught up in all that stuff, especially when you're in the big leagues, because it's so amplified, but, I think uh, that's what all most of us had to learn, you know, just to d kind of tune that out and uh, mm -hmm. you know, just go out there and play. It was it, it was hard though. I mean, it, it's, it's never easy when um, you know you're the worst team in the league, you know, record wise, and it's just like everyone's learning, and you know, you got teams, you know, your whole division is trying to win it all, and then you're just there rebuilding. So it's tough, man. It, it's really tough, but. I think the the main message that, you know, those coaches there and, and all the, you know, vets like Stephen Vogt, you know, my mm -hmm. 2022 was his last year. So just having him with all those young guys, it really helped uh, just keep it a perspective of, you know, this is the big leagues and all you have to do is just perform, you know, it, it's hard because that's with the rebuild. It's kind of like every man for himself while also trying to play for a team. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just kind of tough. It's, it's tough, you know, obviously like, it's easy to say that, Oh yeah, I'll tune it out. And I'll, you know, I'll just focus on my, you know, but, but there's an aspect of like, we have to still be a team to win games. You know, everyone has to, we have to hit, we have to pitch well, we have to play defense. So I think just trying to not to get caught up in your own career was, yeah. was tough. Cause you know, that's, we talked about that too. A lot of players over here just are, you know, with the A's, just a lot of guys get over there and they're like, man, like I just got to play well so I can get out of here or get traded away or, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So a lot of guys that pitch well and perform well, or, you know, in the back of their mind, they're like, man, like if I could just get traded before the deadline and go to a winning team and go to a team. That... So it's just, it's really tough, man. Like there's a lot of that, a lot of that playing in the back of people's minds. And, you know, it's just like that, that's kind of the, kind of the reputation that the A's have built within the last three or four years. So it's just tough. And obviously like I, I, 
truly got along with everyone over there, but just to have that mentality deep down in the locker room was just, I think that's just kind of affected oh, all of us. It would be so weird. I can't even imagine, especially when you start to break down the, the idea of asking yourself, am I part of the future even, right? Like if you, yeah. you stick with it and you get through these hard times, like, are you even going to be one of the guys, you know? So it's like, not only are they an organization with question marks all over them just for with where they're even going to be as a team. And then they're in the middle of a rebuild. And then on top yeah. of that, half of the club is like, well, I'm probably not a part of this anyways. I, I can't even imagine, man. It would have been yeah. so weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On the upside though, <laughs> you did get to pitch in one of the most pitcher friendly parks in baseball. What was that like? to go from Rogers and the AL East where dear God, Kirby, one small mistake and you're probably paying for it big time with your ERA, uh, <laughs> yeah. a little bit more breathing room in Oakland. Mm -hmm. Man, it was cool. Just, just like, I, th I think as soon as you get there, like for me being a new player and, you know, like I was from Florida, I never watched the A's growing up. Like I didn't care about you know, the A's. I didn't, you know, <laughs> not, not, not a bad, I just, you know, I watched baseball, but I wasn't, I didn't know anything about the A's, but, you know, Reggie Jackson and Ricky Henderson, that's about all I knew. So mm -hmm. um, I think just getting there and just like, obviously being in the Bay area, it was so cool. There were so many things to do. You know, I, I remember 2022, I was fortunate enough to make the team out of camp. And uh, I want to say like our, our ninth and 10th game of that season, we played the Bay bridge series with the giants and, and us and man, just like that experience right there was so cool. And it just makes you like get an appreciation for the game, you know, getting to go on the West coast and see all these stadiums that, you know, playing and like I say it a lot, but you know, playing in Seattle was one of my favorite places to play just that the buzz and obviously like the A's and the Mariners are kind of a rivalry. And yeah. So I think, and the Coliseum, obviously it's old and worn down, but I think just the history there, it was, you like gain a appreciation for playing in that park. And obviously, like you said, I mean, the, the place is huge. So, you know, a foul ball that would go 20 rows deep in the Rogers center is being caught by our third baseman. So <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nice on the, on that front. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. Like I really did. You know, um, the weather was always great. We never had, you know, a day where it was too hot or too cold or so, I mean, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, obviously our division was so tough to play in and I'm still in it now, you know, the AOS, yeah. but I think just, uh, being a part of that A's history, you know, and like, obviously I'm not with them anymore, but let's say if they make the playoffs in two or three years, it's just nice to know that I was somewhat part of that little rebuild. And, you know, obviously I still have a lot of people over there that I keep in touch with and, you know, coaches that I, whenever I see him, I'll speak. And, you know, mm -hmm. so there's lifelong, you know, friendships that I'll have from that, that experience. But yeah, the Oakland, the Oakland Coliseum, just to be a part of that history was really cool. Now, history aside, how bad a shape is the Coliseum in? Yeah, it's in pretty bad shape. Okay. I mean, the field, the field yeah. like the field surface is, is great. It's one of the best. Like it's the field people there were awesome. And yeah. Um, but just like the stadium, man, it's so worn down and, and like our bullpen is just old and it's, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, you always, 
there's like it's like 50 50 experience you know like there's half you that's like man i'm in the big leagues like i'm playing here every day i make you know i'm doing everything i wanted to do but then you see you know like people playing like guys who play for the rangers houston you know Mariners. yeah you go to t-mobile and then you go yeah. to globe life and you're yeah. like oh <laughs> yeah exactly we'll go play in atlanta and it's like wow this stadium is amazing you know and so i think it it you know, we, we kind of have like the team kind of had like a little joke throughout those seasons. And it was just like, man, like the A's are like, we're grinders, man. Like we, this is the toughest place to play, you know, for facilities. So I think it's just like, it just, there's a little bit of that like underdog mentality whenever you're put on an A's uniform, you know, like obviously everyone's going to give their best, but there's still that little, like, you know, we're underdogs, you know, people don't want to come like that. We always joked about that. Cause like, in 2022 when the Astros would come into town, like we would take two out of four or two out of three from them. And they're like, nobody wants to play here. You know, like you can yeah. see it, you can see it in their faces in the visiting dugout. It's like, Oh, if you go to Oakland this week, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I think, uh, I think just that aspect, it kind of gives people some, you know, just that little underdog mentality, like I said. So. And you're in North Carolina right now. Are are you in uh, full ramp up mode right now? Are you throwing every day? Yeah, throwing every yeah. day, throwing bullpens. Um, yeah, just kind of getting ready for season. Um, I'm gonna try to head out to Arizona soon just to get acquainted yeah. with the Mariners people. And um, yeah, so just just excited to get going, man. Like it's kind of uh, a little, a lot of excitement, but a little bit of you know, anxiousness, obviously being with a new team and meeting up every, a lot of new people and being yeah. in a new place, putting on a new uniform. So, um, but I mean, it's everything I've wanted to do. So I, I just got to go at it with a, you know, that mindset, just trying to prove myself as usual. And we did mention it. You're being reunited with a pretty good buddy and Taylor Sacedo yeah. there, which is pretty darn <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, Trent Thornton's in the, in the fold there too. And, mm -hmm. uh, I know that uh, just having some buddies you can pick their brain on what's going on will help with the anxiety and stuff. Yeah. Uh, have you you've talked to to Sauce since this yeah. has all gone I mean, down, obviously, up, and picked his brain on everything? Yeah, him and I talk pretty regularly. Um, you know, the day I told him I signed, he was just excited, and you know, I think. Uh, you know, Seattle's where he grew up. So I think just him, like yeah. he's, he's got a full perspective on, you know, how things go. And obviously he had a great year last year with them. And um, it was very cool. Like we, we played there late in the season once I got healthy and, and uh, just being able to share a field with him again, obviously he was on the other side, but yeah, those bullpens are right next to each other. So just kind of like seeing him and, and, you know, talking and, it, it was fun, man. Like we last spring training when he was out there, you know, we hung out a few days, got dinner together, hung out, yeah. you know, watched some of the March Madness games. So it like just being with him and it, it's going to be, it's going to be just like old times and I'm super excited for it, you know, just to, to share another season with him and more experiences and, you know, just to see how far him and I have come together. You know, we started in Lansing together and went all the way through. So it was just, it's just, it'll be fun. Truly, man. Like truly, yeah. it's, it's yeah. wild. You guys have like started your pro ball career almost at the same time yeah. in the same organization. And now yeah. look at you, like, what is it? Eight years yeah. later, you're Eight back years, together. Man. It's, it's really cool, it's man. It's very, very it's cool. Um, are you, did you do anything over the off season? Like 
forget about training and all that. Did you, did you go on a vacation? Did you see some family, anything like that? Yeah, we had a couple weddings, just like uh, I went to Zach Jackson's wedding yeah. in um, Arkansas. So that was about a month ago. Um, yeah, just little trips here and there. Nothing crazy. Um, obviously, like Charleston is new. So I think we kind of had the mindset of like wanting to stay here and see all that it offers. Yeah. You know, not too many big trips. And obviously, we'll be out west. So I think maybe when the season's over, we might – do like a little Hawaii trip or something like that. Just since we'll be over there on the West coast, just try to see something. I mean, there's so much more to see out there that I haven't seen. So, um, Hey, if you can do yeah. Hawaii on a, on a four hour flight instead of a 12 hour yeah. flight, do it, yeah. buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, how are you on time? My friend, I've got some listener questions here for you. You got another five in you. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Honestly, Kirby, really appreciate you taking the time yeah, to sit down thank with you, us, man. man. Always, always like having you on the show here. Okay. So this first listener question is from discord. It was from Jenna and she says, that's awesome. Kirby's coming back on the show. Loved when he was in the blue Jays bullpen. Can you ask him what made him decide to cut his hair? It was magnificent. <laughs> um, I I, I kind of just woke up one day and I was like, man, I'm so tired of dealing with this hair. You know, I love it. And, but I think the only time I really wore it down was when I was pitching. So it wasn't like mm -hmm. I was always, you know, flashing it off. And, but, um, yeah, I just went to spring training one day and there was a, a barber there cutting everybody's hair. And I had like 30 minutes to spare. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And so I go sit down in the chair and like six guys walk by. They and see him, me right? and see me sitting in the chair and they're like whoa what is going on so uh yeah it was it was cool to see like obviously once the hair was all chopped off i just felt like a new person so yeah. uh but yeah i mean i i do miss it just like you know having it and you know, obviously like a lot of people know me for my hair so um my parents came to some games this season and they're like it's so hard to know like when you're warming up now because like usually i could just tell because your hair yeah but uh yeah so i mean there's it's kind of funny well, it was like, kind of funny because i was watching the a's had put together like some clips of uh guys getting asked questions and one of the questions was who has the best hair in the clubhouse and all yeah. of them were like well it used to be curvy yeah, curvy yeah. but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, a lot of those, uh, like the PR people, whenever I like walked out of the locker room and like didn't have the hair, they were like, whoa, like, you know, they were all like, <laughs> holy crap. So it was funny. All right. So this one is from Riley on Twitter. He says, hey, Kirby, glad you're back on the walk off. Curious, what city has the best nightlife, Oakland or Toronto? Oh, that's tough. Uh. Well, I I have to say Toronto because Oakland's Oakland's nightlife is it's it's a lot different I would say, but Toronto probably has the best nightlife just because of the the city and how big it is. Whereas Oakland is not as Oakland is just way more spread out. Right. Most nights, most nights that I would go out, I'd probably uh, you know get dinner or go see you know things. I, I'd always go to San Francisco because they're so close to each other. So uh, there's a lot like better places to eat and stuff like that in San Francisco. And it was also like a lot cooler scene, I, I would say. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, like I would, I would definitely. It is I mean, wild. I just... San Fran's right there, eh? Like yeah. I, I could imagine. I know you brought it up, but man, when the A's, when you got to go play San Fran, that is so cool. That had to have been yeah. so crazy. No, it was so much fun, man. The stadium was full. Even when they would like when the Giants would come play us, the stadium would get packed out. You know, it was probably sixty percent Giants fans, but still, like it was yeah. so much fun to play in that that environment. But yeah, I would definitely. I do miss Toronto though, man. Like I, uh, the A's or excuse me, the Mariners play, I think, late April there. So I'm hoping somehow I can get up there to make that trip. Yeah. But yeah, me too, I do, man. I miss, it would be I miss the Rogers cool. Center, man. Like, that pitching in that stadium was so cool. And, and obviously, the just the, the buzz that the fans have given that city the last three or four years has been great. So This leads into our final question beautifully here it's from darren on patreon and he reached out and said kirby exclamation mark loved you signed with a relevant team no offense to the a's obviously uh (laughs) have you had a meeting with seattle as to their plans for you yet i hope you're in the pen or in early april when the mariners are in toronto it would be great to have you back in the big smoke yeah um i said before on the podcast but the uh their pitching coach, his wife and I had uh, Pete Woodworth. His mm. wife and I actually grew up together. Like I've known her for years, family friend. Um, Pete Woodworth actually coached at Florida Gulf Coast, who is a little baseball program down in Fort Myers. Uh, we played them at Florida my junior year, and he was the pitching coach there. And then went to, my first year in Lansing, he was in uh, Clinton, Iowa, which is where the Mariners' low A is. Right. So I saw him there. So, I mean, like he's, he's kept up with me through the years and we've talked baseball for years and years and he obviously knows my repertoire and what I do. So uh, I've talked to him a little bit, you know, he's kind of, he's got a two year old and like a four or five month old right now. So he's got a lot right. to do with, with the off season. Obviously that takes up all of his free time. But, uh, you know, once we get to spring, man, I'm just ready to, you know, obviously be around him and pick his brain. And, you know, I, I've from what I've heard and, and read, you know, there's a lot of good, smart people over there. So I haven't actually sat down and had that discussion yet, but uh, I'm, I assume as soon as I get to Arizona, well, I'll have it. So. Well, we're very excited for you, Kirby. Honestly, man, so proud of you. Congratulations on the last couple of years of success. Congrats on getting signed with the Mariners. And I have no doubt you'll be in that pen soon enough here. So again, thanks for joining us, buddy. And uh, I look forward to the next time. Yeah, appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you.